Today's scripture comes from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. This week, we will be reading from the New King James Bible. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being just a man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for his name, er, for he, he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being roused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Thank you, Kaylee. Church, we have been um, in a series called God With Us, looking at what does it mean for us to experience an Advent season that is full of the uh, familiar, but takes the opportunity to sit, to look at it from a different way. And we've talked about how God is with us in the storms. That was last week. We talked about how God is in the wilderness We talked about how God is with you in the valleys, and then this morning we are going to talk about how God is with you always. Um, And so I was thinking about this moment of like what that always, that feeling that comes in, when you think about it, something with you always. And I couldn't help but think about like, have you ever seen a movie or a show or a play where you feel like a moment, a scene in that movie comes to life and you can feel it? Right? For some of you, that might be like goosebumps all over, hairs like sticking up on your arms. And so I just kept saying, like, what were those iconic moments? And I just came up to a couple in my mind. Maybe it was for you, it was when Darth Vader looks at Luke and says, Ah, Luke, I am your father. Right? Like, and you're like, oh my gosh, my world is just like upside down. Or maybe it was this. Maybe better, the, the ending of any Toy Story movie. One, two, three, or four, right? Like you're all crying at the end of Toy Story. Like that's just Woody and Buzz. Oh. Um, or maybe it's um, something different. Maybe it's Richard Dreyfus conducting a song for his deaf son in Mr. Holland's opus as he sings and signs it for the first time. Right? All the tears and all the feelings and all the emotions. Or maybe for somebody that are a little bit younger, maybe it was in Avengers Endgame when Captain America holds Thor's hammer for the first time. And you're like, oh yes, I knew he could do it. Or maybe you're like me, and maybe it's in the movie Harry Potter. In the sixth one, where Snape is standing in Dumbledore's office, and he produces a Patronus charm that is the exact same as his love, Lily's, which is Harry's mother. And Dumbledore says, after all this time, and Snape simply says one thing, always. Like the moments that, I, that grab your attention, and while it happens in movies, I want to let you know that, that there's times every day that this happens to us. For me personally, it happens every night. Our middle child, Gwen, is a sleepwalker. And so every moment, anywhere from like 10 to 12, she walks out in a daze, confused, and she walks around the house until she finds me. And when she finds me, wherever I am, 
she cuddles up and falls back asleep on my lap. And in that moment, everything in me stops. And those warm goosebump hair standing up on your arm feeling just comes. And I sit there and I'm like, oh, I will cherish these moments always. Church, this is the good news that we're talking about because we have a God that no matter how you have spent your day, at the end of the day when you come to him and you are sleepwalking in a stupor and you find him, he is there for you to wrap yourself up in his arms. And this is what we're talking about. That every time that our God has come to us in this season is to remind us that God is our father and we are his children. And just like I am there always for Gwen's cuddles, no matter how good or how bad she is, our God is with you always. And so this morning we want to sit in that. God is with you always. And it might be something like, you're like, I know this, I know this, but we want to unpack it a little bit and talk about what does it look like for God to be with us always. And so if you want to turn your Bibles with me to John chapter one, this is not a a kind of traditional Christmas um, scripture. We've read that Christmas scripture uh, from Matthew, but this is going to be starting in John chapter one, verse one, and we're going to look at what does it mean for God to be with us always. So if you have a Bible in front of you, I'd love if you pull it out and look it with, with me and with us. Um, but here is John chapter one. It says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. In life, and that life was light of all mankind. And the light that shines in the darkness, in the darkness has not overcome it. And then jump down to verse 14. That word... The word became flesh, and he made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Would you pray with me this morning, church? Father, we desire... Sometimes we need to speak it. We need to speak our desires that we want you to be with us. We want you to be with us now. We want you to be us in the places that we are uh, stressed out, the voices, the ways that we are physically not well, the ways that we are worrying, the ways that we are celebrating. God, you are with us. And my prayer is this morning that you would send your Holy Spirit to remind us that. That you're with us, even in this space. Even if we come in here feeling so far from you, our feelings don't reflect always the truth of your word. God, that you are with us. And so God, come. We are your people. You are our God. We ask this in your name. Amen. John chapter 1 starts that way. That before the beginning of all of creation, God stood there with the Son and the Holy Spirit before there was nothing, and that he, 
the word of God went out forth and began in creation. The breath of God breathed out and all of creation started to happen. Seas, cosmos, skies, animals, human beings were then made in the likeness of God. They were made in the likeness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And from that moment on, from the beginning up to this moment, where God has been moving throughout human history, that John says in a moment, he goes, I want to give you a bird, like a a 30,000 or whatever, like how high the cosmos would be, like however high it gets you out of the the stratosphere. I want to give you that look. Before you see everything before you, all of the galaxies, God is with you from age to age. Like to think about that from the span of the moment of God breathing out into the cosmos and creating all the things that we see and don't even know about. God created them all that he is with you from age to age. From century to century, God has been with his people. God has been with humanity on a mission of reconciliation and redemption back to himself. That God is with you from age to age. And you're like, why are you talking about that? Think about this. In the moment where you're sitting right now, your existence, that God has been with you now from age to age. And you're like, why does that matter? And I thought about this for a second and I started to, to like write it out. Every one of you in here right now needed one set of parents. You needed two sets of grandparents. You needed four sets of great-grandparents. You needed eight sets of great-great-grandparents. You needed 16 sets of great-great-great-grandparents. And you needed 32 sets of great-great-great-great-grandparents. Your God has been with you from age to age. You're sitting here, and his witness was before you even took a breath that God has been with you to this moment, that he has been orchestrating human history in all of time for you sitting here, for you to say that I don't know if God is with me. I want to say, if you don't feel like he is with you personally, trust in the truth that God is with you because age to age, he has been setting up your existence right now as his child. Great, and that's as far as I just wanted to go. I could go back further, but great, 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 great grandparents. That God, that you needed that into existence. And it's not by happenstance that you are sitting here breathing in the air because God is with you. So for you to be here is not an accident, but he is with you from age to age before you took a step before you took a breath, before you said your first word, God has been with you preparing what your existence in your life looks like in reconciliation to be with him. But God isn't just a God of age to age. And that the Israelites and God's people often said that, that we produce, like we testify to God's goodness from his age to age, that he is the God that never fails. He is the God of our ancestors. But the thing for us is the truth is not only that he is God from age to age, but God is with you in the moments and in the minutes. That God is with you from minutes to moments. Like he is both the God from age to age. But he is the God in minutes and moments. That he is with us in minutes and moments. And this is where we get in John that it goes, not only does John start as like, that before God, before anything existed, that God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were there speaking creation to an existence. And then he says this. 
God, the Word, Jesus, who is the Word, was made flesh. That our God, who is good from age to age, who is standing outside of time, now steps into time. That is eternal, steps into the flesh of humanity, into being mortal. Fully God, fully man. But God goes from being outside to inside, from flesh into humanity, from eternalness into being God and being king, into being a son. He enters from out of time into minutes and moments. That his existence on there was by his parents were marked by minutes and moments. The first minutes they saw their son, the first moments that Jesus did this or that, that God is with us not from age to age, but from minutes. That your love, that my love for my children, that my love for my wife is not just defined by how I begin and how I end it. That my kids don't just know that I love them because I married their mom and that we had them and at the end, like, we'll show up. And that they'll show up at our funeral. My love is saying that I love you. My love is shown not only in how I care for you in all of my existence, but how I care for you in the minutes and the moments. My kids want to know that I'm not just there and I exist so that they could exist. They want to know that I'm with them and I see them from the moment that they walk into school, from when they come out of school, when they come home, from the beginning of homework to the end of homework. That's my life right now, right? (laughs) From the beginning of the day to the end of the day. That we are with them in minutes and moments. That Jesus was born not in a kingdom, not in a nice and comfy bed, but Jesus was there for the ordinary. Jesus was born in a stable, born to mom and dad, born to people coming and visiting them, just like so many visit us. That God, the Son of Jesus, came into this world for those minutes and moments. And I love to think about this way, that when Jesus was born, that God is stating right there, yes, I am the God that's with you from age to age, but there is no longer going to be this coming and going. That I'm not going to be a God that meets you on Sinai as I descend in a cloud of fire and then recede back up into the heavens. That Jesus proclaims in this moment that I am here and there's no more coming and going. I am with you. I am with you. I'm with you for all the moments. I'm with you for all the minutes. I will proclaim no, I will proclaim no longer that I will be a God that stands far away, but I am a God who is up close. I'm a God that's in the trenches with you. My God that knows your story, that I knows your struggles, that I know the things that are going on, the joys. I know those things because I am a God who wants to enter in. That he is a God that it says like in, in John that he became one who dwells. One who dwells. If you have ever had a person that dwells with you in certain seasons of life, that you know that they are a constant mainstay. That by Jesus saying that he has come to dwell among his people, that God is going to be a mainstay with his people in the minutes, in the moments, for all of it. 
that God is with you always. He is with you always. From age to age to set up your existence, but for your minutes and your moments. For everything, every breath, every laugh, every cry, every success, every failure, God is with you. But I know we hear this. I know every year we hear the story that Jesus has become Emmanuel, that he has lived among us, flesh among us. But this idea is great, but it needs to be made flesh for us this morning. As we talk about the storms, as we talk about the valleys, we talk about the wilderness, we talk about this life always. That God is with us always in the moments and moments. Later on in John, John really has this um, talking, this just focus on, we don't want you just to hear the truth. We want you to believe it. And we want you to see it. That Jesus is the culmination of an unseen God now in flesh among us. And that Jesus too in that place is revealing, said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And then in John 16, right towards the end of John's gospel, as he is preparing his disciples for his uh, leaving and his crucifixion, he says this, and so weird. To your best friends, he says, I have to leave you. Because if I don't leave you, the Spirit won't come. But if I leave, I will send the Spirit to dwell with you. God who dwelled with his people in the tabernacle on Mount Sinai, that God who in the form of in, in Jesus, who dwelt among his people, who is going to send the Holy Spirit to dwell among his people. That right now, the very same God who stood outside of time and existence, Jesus is saying, sits with you now, dwells with you now in the form of the Holy Spirit. God is with you through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to spend, and this is what I want to kind of a little teaser, we're going to spend right after the New Year's, it said, the truth is, if God is with us through the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit is the one who's in those minutes and moments, we need to learn how to engage a Holy Spirit, a God who is dwelling in us. And so we're going to talk for eight weeks about what does it look like to engage this Holy Spirit who dwells in you and me. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Word was made flesh outside of time and space, and now bound by time and space. And so Jesus was walking in, and he was saying that now, I, as I'm telling you right now, that I am bound by time and space. But I'm going to send a counselor, an advocate, the Holy Spirit, to dwell with you wherever you might go. What good news is that after Jesus, that all of us who believed in Jesus didn't have to rush to Jerusalem or to a certain specific point to be with God. That if people wanted to be with God, they had to go to the temple. That if people wanted to go and be with God, they had to be in a certain space with a certain group of people. But God is now saying that I'm going to dwell with my people outside again, time and space. Through the Holy Spirit. So that you came in here 
with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in you from your home. So did I, so did you, so did all of us, so all the followers and believers and disciples around the world all had a dwelling of the Holy Spirit and came and gathered together to experience the Holy Spirit together. To say, the Holy Spirit you experience is the Holy Spirit I experience. The truth is that he is here with you in all of your minutes and all of your moments. This is what it means to be a people that understand that God is with you right now. That Jesus, while we can't see him, we're not walking with him. We didn't sleep beside him. We didn't eat with him. We didn't pray with him. We didn't go to the temple with him. But we are with him through the Holy Spirit. This is the magnificent, beautiful, redeeming gospel that we believe is that we have an intimate relationship through Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit right now. That my believing doesn't have to be awaiting until I finally reunite with with God face to face. That right now, God is saying in the same way that I am no longer going to be a come and go, that I'm going to send my son, that right now you disciples who live here in 2022 are not going to have to wait for my presence that you have it every day. In the Holy Spirit. And I don't know if that marks you. I don't know if that gives you hope. Or maybe that's like, oh, Jesus is seeing me. And the Holy Spirit is seeing me all in my bad spots. Like, trust me, right? It's like elf on the shelf. Um, right? Uh, anybody else? Nobody else? Good. Awesome. Great. Just me. Well, now you know I'm a tired dad. Uh, but really, this idea that the Holy Spirit is with you all the time should be good news. The Holy Spirit is with you in the valleys. The Holy Spirit is with you in the storms. The Holy Spirit is with you in the wilderness. And John's 14 text says this. If you just need to, you know, not believe my words, but you want to believe what God is saying, this is what it says. John 14. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. To be with you. What's that last word? Forever. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, this minute, the next minute, the next hour, the hour after that, and the three hours after that. That God is with you forever. It's not a circumstantial gospel that we believe that if you've earned it or you've done enough or you've shown up at church enough times that you now receive the Holy Spirit and that God is with only those that have done enough. That God, his son has said, you have never done enough, but my son has done more than enough for you. And so I will give you the Holy Spirit because my son did enough. I want to make it a little bit more practical for you. And I've been thinking about this a lot. How do we make this segue into like living a fully Holy Spirit-driven life? But also, how does it make a difference right now? That God is with us. And has always sitting this with us always. He's with us always. As pastors usually do, they have little puns or little like tricks and plays on words. But I thought about this, that God is with you always, in all ways. That God is with you always, in all ways. Think about that. 
that how often do we act as God is so far off, the Holy Spirit is so far off distance that we're pursuing after a Holy Spirit who seems distance, who seems far away, that we can never catch, catch up to them no matter how good of a long distance runner we are. But that he is with you always. And the truth that we want to say that if God is with you always and always, stop living as if God is far away. Stop living as if God is so far away that somehow if you have the right key or the magical thing that you will finally get into his presence. God is with you always in in all ways. You're never alone. Jesus promised you that he would never leave or nor forsake you. That the Spirit is with you forever. That God is with you always and in all ways. That means when you walk in the grocery store, God is with you in all ways. That means when you walk into work, God is with you in all ways. That means when you walk through the halls of your school, God is with you in all ways. That means when you're going in for that interview that you're nervous about or think that you deserve, God is with you in all ways. That when you show up for work, that he is with you in all ways. When you go into the doctor's office, he is with you in all ways. When you walk through the door of your home after a time away, like when I walk in the, in the door to our house, God is with me in all ways. In everything that I'm about to experience, God is with me in all ways. That when you walk into that conversation that you're dreading or you're texting somebody that you don't really want to text, God is with you in all ways. That when you're celebrating in success for things that you have worked really hard with you, God is with you in all ways. God is with you in all ways. When you're driving, when you're walking, when you're working out, when you're eating, God is with you in all ways. We have to stop. Uh, even I'm speaking to myself. You have to stop, Austin, acting as God is so far away that either you can get away with what you want to get away with or you can lament that you think that you just don't have access to God. He is with you always and in all ways. Even if you've had a terrible, no good, very bad day, God is with you. In every step, in every moment, in every minute, always. In always. If you've had the best year of your life in 2022, God is with you in all ways. You have a God that so longs to be with you that it doesn't, it's like my, it's like my daughter. My daughter can either be the princess that I believe that she is going to be, or she can be the Tasmanian devil that I see a lot. For you older folks, you get that reference. For you youngers, go Google Tasmanian devil, then you'll understand. (laughs) Uh, But in all honesty, that God is with her in all ways, and that I am a father who says at the end of the night when she walks down the hall and finds me in a space of whatever I'm doing, whether I'm on my phone, whether my wife and I are talking, or whether I'm sitting all alone by myself watching a show, which she gets really jealous about that adults get to wake up, to stay up late and watch movies. That's just the beauty of it. But God is with her in all ways. Like that I am a father and like saying that when she walks in the room that I am not judging her and saying that as I catalog her day, whether she is worthy or not to walk up and cuddle into my lap. 
That you have a God who looks at you no matter what you have done. Of course, like a father, like I want my daughter to be the princess that I know she is. But if she's the Tasmanian devil, I will still allow her to cuddle. That you have a God, whether you have been the prince or the princess, the daughter or the son of the most high God, or the person that looks far away and most unfamiliar to Jesus, you can walk up to him, sit in his lap, and he will be with you in that moment to moment in all ways. Church, you have a God. I have a daughter who's going to get all my love, no matter what. I have a daughter that's going to know that I am with her every day. That if she says, Dad, take me to school and pick me up, Dad's going to pick, he's going to drop her off and pick her up. If she says, Dad, I really need you to leave me alone as I go into this party, I'm going to leave her alone. Dad, if you, I, I need you to help me with my homework. Dad's going to help him with homework. Dad, can you just sit here and not talk while I cry? Yeah. Hey, Dad, will you take me out to celebrate with ice cream? Oh, heck yes. Why? It's not because I'm a good dad. In and of myself. It's because I have a good father who has shown me over and over and over and over and again the unconditional love that allows me to walk up to him no matter how my day has gone and sit in his lap, cry, laugh, cuddle. And because I have a good father like that, that is my standard. That is the torchbearer of which I follow in the same way that God is with us always. And in always, my desire as a follower of Jesus and as a dad, as a son of the Most High God, is to look as much like the Father in heaven, to look as much like Jesus, the Son and the Savior, and to look as much like the Holy Spirit who is present with me every day. That is who I'm going to be. We have to get past this idea that we have a distance God. And I wonder if I can say something hard is I wonder what is our distance or our disassociation with one another is in direct correlation to our reflection on how close we think God is with you. I wonder, I ponder, that my distance from you, my distance from my wife, my distance from my kids, our distance from one another I wonder if it's more of a direct correlation because we believe a God who is distant, who is not with you. And so because you believe that, we act in a way that testifies that truth. Church, we've heard the word of God, that he is with you always to the very end of the age. Now, will you live in a manner that's worthy in a reflection of that truth? Will you be husbands and fathers? Will you be mothers and wives? Will you be kids? Will you be sons and daughters? Will you be friends? Will you be co-workers that is with one another as God has been with you? No matter whether you deserve it or not, he is with you always and in always. Would you pray with me?
Father, I just pray. I pray for something that you've already promised. Your, your son has promised that the Holy Spirit would be present among us. But God, I ask and I invite the Holy Spirit to open up my eyes and my ears, our eyes and our ears, to the truth that you are with us. That right now as we sit, as we sit here in this space, that there is no space that the Holy Spirit doesn't fill. That is outside next to us, all around us, and that includes within us. And God, I pray for the person right now who feels like that God, that you, Holy Spirit, can be around the peripheral and the perimeter of their lives, but doesn't feel, doesn't know, doesn't believe that you indwell in them. God says, seek, knock, ask, and it'll be given to you. So right now in this room, I just pray for those that will pray a simple prayer. God, I believe that you are with me. But sometimes I don't believe it. Would you open my hands to receive your spirit that not only is a traveling companion, but is an intimate friend. That is a good, good father who loves me who desires to be with me. So God, come. Send the Holy Spirit to indwell in us, to show up in mighty ways and in minor ways. You would remind us that you are with us always. Always. We ask this in your name. Amen.